Hey guys, welcome to Keep It Spiritual with myself, Chris Meredith. Now, first of all, remember to give this video a massive thumbs up and give us a subscribe as well. Now, today I'm so happy that I can bring you on the Keep It Spiritual show and podcast, the fabulous George Lizos. Now, George himself is a light worker, but he's got such beautiful energy. He just emits light wherever he comes. He's a singer as well. And of course, he's a fabulous author. His first book, which is is called Be The Guru. It's just something you need to live your life by. It's a beautiful, uplifting book. And if you think you're a light worker, this is a great place to start. Now, George as well has a new book coming out in August, which is called Lightworkers Gotta Work. Yes, they have. That book is going to be out in August and it's all about lightworkers and how you can be put to work and how to work with your light. Now, getting the time to sit down and hear George's own journey, for me, it was an absolute inspiration during these times. We need upliftment and a lot of people are kind of waking up as well and kind of not knowing what to do with that. So I really, really hope you enjoy this chat with the beautiful George Lizos on the Keep It Spiritual show and podcast. Enjoy. Well, George, lovely to speak to you and great to have you on the Keep It Spiritual podcast and show. How are you doing, buddy? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm even better now I'm speaking to you, George. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Well, yourself, George, you know, you're a light worker. You've got your own podcast. You're an author. You've got everything going on. How do you find time to fit everything in? I don't have a life. It's very simple. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm kidding. Actually, this is where my, the, the story for my book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, begins, where I worked in, I worked in London for three years. I had a full-time job while working on my own spiritual business part-time. And you know, when you're, when you're starting your own spiritual business on the side, then you have to put in a lot of work uh, from your free time, which meant that I worked from nine to five for my full-time job. And then I would come home and work until midnight for my own spiritual business. Until three years later, I ended up becoming so fatigued, so exhausted that I woke up one morning intending to go to work, but just my body would not move. And that's when I realized something had to change. So when you ask me now, how do you find the time? Thankfully, as a result of a, a whole new story of how I got the epiphany to just quit my job, move back to Cyprus and go self-employed. Now I get to have like at least three hours every single morning for like uh, all my feminine energy, um, like nurturing my light. Uh, therefore meditating and resting and just being in this space of creativity and inspiration rather than just jumping straight into work. Whereas in the past, it was like 15 minutes of meditation in the morning and then work, 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 work. <laughs> Which we've all been, we've all been there, George. And a lot of people are still there, you know, right now, just doing that work, work, work. So, yeah. George, you know, yourself, you know, quite a few people obviously will know you. There'll be some new viewers and listeners, you know, watching kind of thing, you know, who is George Lissos? I want to know who he is. Well, what's been your journey, you know, to find your own light, George? So it all started when I, was, um, when I was five years old. So the first memory that I have of myself is of a five-year-old George just standing in a field of yellow daisies, just staring up at the sky and wondering, who am I? What is the purpose of life? Why are we here? So that has been the beginning of my journey. And because I had been um, so different from other kids my age, I was always like standing out from the crowd. I was like this kind of weirdo. Um, I was bullied at school and I 
got this sense that I had to change myself in order to fit in to the stereotype. So from a very young age, I created this idea that, uh, okay, I have to fit in. I'm the outcast and therefore I have to change myself in order to be accepted. So you can imagine how I felt when at the age of 13 years old, I realized I was gay, something that at the time in Cyprus was not accepted. It had just been legalized and, and gay people were considered to be pedophiles and criminals. So there was no way I could take on yet another label that would um, like make me feel and seem like, like even more weird than I thought I was. So I decided to approach this in the way that I approached everything in life. I would change myself from gay to straight one step at a time. And that, that's when I entered the two most debilitating years of my life because every day for two years, I would try to change the way I walked, the way I talked, the way I acted, even the way I thought, so that I wouldn't be gay. And two years later, when I clearly could not change who I was born to be, I called myself a human abomination and decided the only way out was to take my own life. I thought there was no point in going on like that. And it was in that darkest moment just before I did it that I had an epiphany. And I... I received the answer that was always available to me, but I couldn't see because I was resisting it for so long. And the answer was just fuck what people say, fuck what society thinks, and just learn to love and accept you exactly as you are. And you know what, Chris? I had no idea how to love me and accept me as I was because all I experienced was judgment and self-loathing. But you know, when you're willing to change, that's when the universe steps in for you. So because I was willing to change, that's when I discovered Feng Shui, and then I got into meditation, and then Louise Hay's work came up. And therefore, spiritual modality after spiritual modality, I learned to love, accept myself, forgive my bullies. And eight years after that, I got inspired to write my first book, uh, Be the Guru, a step-by-step -step guide to becoming your own spiritual teacher, which was like the process that I followed to free myself from needing other people's um, approval to be happy, to, to get wisdom, to be supported, to find acceptance. So I wanted to, um, to share that with people as well. And the rest is history. I've been doing this work ever since. Well, it's beautiful to hear, George, as well. And I know, I mean, yourself, you, you've got to have darkness to find the light. You really, really do. And, you know, you know now as a light worker, which I absolutely love, you know, your positivity, you know, shines through. But of course, you know, like you said, you know, you have gone through your own trials and tribulations. And, you know, many people do go through their own as well. But for people that don't know, what is a light worker, George? Okay, so let's get to it. <laughs> a light worker, from my perspective, is anyone who has the, this innate desire to help make the world a better place just by being in the world. Okay, so that is what a light worker is. So anybody could be a light worker. However, in my new book, Light Workers Gotta Work, I introduced the term Ascension Light Worker. Now, the way I define ascension lightworkers are old, mature souls who have been incarnating as lightworkers for many years and have chosen to come into this time-space sequence for the purpose of ascending the vibration of the planet and therefore for upgrading the Earth's software, so to speak, so that together we can work in creating a more loving and a kinder world this new age of uh, the new Aquarian age or the new golden age or the new earth. There are many terms that define it. So 
light workers, I feel we have this collective purpose of helping make the world a better place, but we also have a specific life purpose related to that collective purpose. So in light workers gotta work, I provide a step-by-step -step guide to getting clear on what the life purpose is, balancing our masculine and feminine energy so we can work, really work towards fulfilling our life purpose rather than just you know, meditating all day long and being like, you know what, I'm meditating, I'm changing my vibration, therefore I'm changing the world. No, you aren't. <laughs> You're changing the world to some degree, yes, by changing your vibration. But unless you take that vibration and translate it into physical action steps, then you're just light chilling. You're not light working. Interesting. I've not heard of that, George. So light chilling, <laughs> light working. I yeah. love that. Absolutely love it. Well, you know, light workers got to work. I, I, first of all, George, that title, I always want to go, you know, light workers, they got to work. <laughs> that's what always comes into my mind every single time i see it i hear you say it, i'm like girl he's doing it he's doing it and that's i think of myself as like a spiritual britney spears holding the wig i'm like you, you better work bitch do it <laughs> you better do work it. bitch do it that could be your follow-up light workers you gotta work bitch exactly i, I actually that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> love it, George. I love it. So, you know, the book, George, it's going to be about people, you know, finding their own kind of purpose, isn't it? Exactly. And specifically in the book, I talk about the four purposes of lightworkers. So whenever I ask a lightworker, what is your life purpose? I hear, oh, my life purpose is to help make the world a better place. Or my life purpose is to help people heal. And I'm like, duh, that is our collective lightworker purpose, not your personal life purpose. So this is the first of the four purposes, our collective lightworker purpose of helping people heal, helping make the world a kinder and more loving place. Now we move into our second collective purpose, which is our soul realm purpose. Now soul realms are groups of souls that have unique collective purposes drawing from the collective lightworker purpose. For example, star seeds is a specific soul realm incarnated angels, incarnated elementals, the Atlanteans. So we have different groups of souls with unique personalities and characteristics and therefore collective life purposes. Then we have our soul purpose. Now our soul purpose is different from our life purpose. It is a purpose that our soul wants to fulfill over a series of lifetimes. So it could be, for example, five lifetimes to fulfill a specific soul purpose. And that draws from the soul realm purpose, which, which draws from the light worker purpose. And then we have our specific life purpose, which is a step towards fulfilling our soul purpose. So it draws from that. And it is very specific, incredibly specific, and uh, really mirrored after our unique set of skills and personality characteristics. So in the book, the first part is called Find Your Purpose. Well, I guide people through a step-by-step -step formula that, I, that I've developed through the years to help them not just find it in general terms, but really define it in a two-paragraph definition so that they know exactly what their life purpose is so they can go ahead and follow it and therefore fulfill it. And that's what it's all about, George, isn't it? I mean, even like for me personally as well, when you talk about life purpose, I think that's one of the hardest questions in life. You know, when you're growing up, you know, you've got all your external factors. You've got your parents saying, you know, you need a proper job. You need to do this. You need to do that. You've got a lot of pressure kind of growing up, but kind of listening to what's inside is important but so many people because of you know fear it could be you know scared of speaking out so many things don't live their true kind of soul and life purpose do they 
Yes, and that's exactly where this uh, life purpose process starts, is in our childhood, because that is the time when we were purely connected to who we really are. We were not indoctrinated by society, by the school system, by our parents. So we had a direct connection to source and therefore a life purpose. So by exploring our childhood, our interests, are um, the things that lead us up in a way, then we can get a sense of the qualities of our life purpose. And therefore, we can lead ourselves there. Exciting, George. So exciting. So, you know, if anyone's watching this right now and they're thinking, you know, I feel like I am a light worker, how can they start to, you know, open up to this, George? Okay, first of all, they can get my book, <laughs> Lightworkers <laughs> Gotta Work, because it's gonna teach you. Because <laughs> it's gonna teach you everything from finding your life purpose, understanding if you are a light worker, and then doing the actual work to nurture your light and work your light. Now, these are two topics that I feel many light workers will resonate with, and it is a key, in my opinion, to fulfilling their light worker purpose, which is knowing the difference between nurturing light and working light, okay? Because we live in this um, patriarchal world that for thousands of years has taught us to just be very masculine energy in our approach of life, therefore hustling, following specific formulas for success and all that. We've disconnected from our intuition, from our feminine side. And as a result, there are so many light workers that say, oh, I am light working when all they're doing is just meditating all day long and expecting the world to change. So when you realize that light working and light nurturing is quite different, then you get a pretty better sense of how you can go ahead and follow your light worker purpose. So let me break things down for you. So the feminine energy and the divine feminine is all about receptivity. It's a very fluid kind of energy. It's the time where we are meditating or doing our yoga practice or just resting and nurturing ourselves and taking, spending time in self-care and receiving intuitive guidance. Whereas masculine energy is more active, it's more logical, it's more structured. It's when we take action towards our life purpose, um, organize stuff, plan stuff, film podcasts and videos and write books. That is something that's more real, more palpable, more active. Okay. Now, nurturing our light is involving that feminine energy. Therefore, there are activities that we have in our spiritual practice, like meditating, praying, like doing rituals and mudras and mantras and all that. And then working our light is listening to that inspired guidance that comes forth while we're in this nurturing of our light, feminine kind of spiritual practice, and then working that into the real world, using manifestation tools and techniques and and taking like real actionable steps into the world that will help take that, um, that inspiration from an idea into physicality. And really all we need to do to create change in the world and follow our life purpose is take a single step, a single masculine step every single day is enough. Because I know many people will have resistance doing that because because of patriarchy and because we, we remember, our soul remembers all the years we've been abused, we have like um, resistance towards working our light. First of all, we're afraid we're going to be persecuted because we've been persecuted in the past. We're afraid that we're going to be judged by people because we have been judged in the past and had our voices suppressed. So it's normal to feel this resistance. So it's, it's okay to start small. A single step a day towards your life purpose 
is enough to create big change because that will add up, the momentum will gather, and then you'll be changing the world in no time. That's it. I love that, George. Love that energy as well. But we've got to talk about, you know, your original book as well, which is, you know, Be the Guru. I mean, myself as well. I've tried to, you know, have a little bit of a flick online and try and find what I can because I will be getting it, George. I promise you. Because for me, I really feel that's where you kind of put your journey and to find yourself and put kind of all your inspirations there for us to gain inspiration to find our own journey and be our own guru. That's kind of how I took it on, George. Is that right? Yes. So the reason I wrote uh, Be the Guru, a step-by-step guide to becoming your own spiritual teacher, I found myself in a very interesting situation at a time where I spent so many years empowering myself through other people's work that I got to depend on other people's wisdom. And it was like I, I healed from needing other people's acceptance. And then I started needing spiritual teachers' acceptance and really hooking myself to other spiritual teachers' teachings in a way. And it's, very, it's a very normal experience to become codependent in that way when you are going through something tough and you find a book or a teacher that helps you move through something to be really attached to the work and you feel like, oh, I need my dose or my fix of this book or of, of this teacher in order to feel uh, complete. And that's when I had to be real with myself and realize, you know what? I, I need to take a spiritual teacher break. I need to find my own voice. So that book is a step-by-step guide to, it's basically for spiritual newbies who don't know anything about spirituality and have this codependence on other spiritual teachers. And it can be a codependence on other people as well for like acceptance and happiness or love, whatever that is. And then I guide them through this step-by-step formula to gradually empower themselves and stop needing other people for guidance. So the book trains you to be intuitive, to really learn to communicate with the universe and with your spirit guide so you can receive all the guidance you need. So we start with the law of attraction, just the understanding the basic law of the universe. Then we move into um, our spiritual practice and then how to learn to love ourselves and how to forgive, then how even to make changes within our houses to like support our newfound self. And then we end with like um, spiritual uh, psychic skills, such as trusting your intuition, communicating with your spirit guides. So you really go from zero to like being a spiritual teacher by the end of the book. And again, the aim is to seize all forms of codependency from stuff, from people, um, so that you find all that wisdom within yourself. I love that, George. And what a great time right now, you know, for maybe people to discover Be The Guru and then they can get through that, read through that. And then when your new book's out, they can start being like workers got to work. Exactly. It's like a sequel. Light workers got to work. It's like it takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> yes. They keep raising that vibration, George. Keep raising it. I absolutely love it. Well, George, you've got a podcast as well, haven't you? Podcast is called The Little Light Workers Podcast. Tell me all about that. So the Lit Up Lightworker podcast is something that I wanted to create because like as a spiritual teacher myself, I work with so many different like spiritual modalities. Like you can't really limit me to, oh, George teaches about meditation or George teaches about past lives. I teach about the elementals, psychic skills, past lives. So I like all kind of different stuff. My whole thing is I want to support light workers in the best possible way to help them to find and fulfill their life purpose. And I will literally use any kind of tool to help light workers do that. So I wanted to create a podcast. Well, I bring 
different experts from different spiritual paths and modalities and share their own ways and processes of feeling lit up and therefore turning on your light, nurturing your light so you can work it. So you can find anything from like uh, unicorns and astrology and manifestation and even like healthy eating. So, so many different paths and spiritual modalities uh, and well-being modalities just to help you like light up so that you can nurture your light and then work your light because it always comes back to that main, um, main message of the book. Yes, George. Love it. I absolutely love it. I love you as well, George. I really do. Well, with everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, you know, people are worried. But the way I've kind of took it on is, you know, in a positive side is where it's a good time to, you know, to put the brakes on. We've got time to rest, which we never thought we would ever get. And the thing is, you know, the earth is taking a break. And I think it needed it more than ever. And I think now is an opportunity, you know, to really rise up and work with the light. Yes. I think what's happening right now, it's speeding up the ascension process. It mm -hmm. is a wake-up call for light workers, like being forced to stay in our houses and just really reconsider our priorities. It helps us really tune in and realize, what do I really value in the world? What, what is my life purpose? How do I create a change? Because a lot of all the old paradigm uh, systems are coming up right now into the surface and we see them very clearly. And in this time, it's our opportunity to come into this cocoon. And because we're like caterpillars right now, transforming into beautiful uh, butterflies, we're in the chrysalis. So it's very important for light workers. And I'm actually, I don't think it's a coincidence that my book is coming out during this whole situation. I think somehow, somewhere before I, I, was, I incarnated, I had a chat with my guides and we're like, yes, that, that would be the perfect time for the book <laughs> because it's an opportunity for light workers to realize, you know what? Yes, I have been persecuted in past lives. Yes, I feel like I self-sabotage when it comes to following my life purpose. But now, now that I see how important it is for the world to take a different approach, and so we start respecting Mother Earth. So we start being kinder to one another. Now it's my opportunity to get really clear and to start taking action steps towards my life purpose rather than procrastinating. Mm -hmm. I also feel what this situation has created right now is it triggered a lot of our past life fears in the sense that because we've been persecuted and had our lives suppressed in past lives, right now being forced to basically stay home and suppress ourselves in some way is triggering up a lot of that fear from those past lives and that past life trauma basically which is causing male, many light workers to just freeze and not do anything mm. so it's very important to become aware of why we're freezing and really transcend that trauma into an opportunity for change into our motivation and into our encouragement to take whatever is coming up within us, heal it, and then use it as a force for good. Yeah, and that's what I think is definitely going to happen. I mean, definitely in the UK, I, I don't watch the news. Don't want to watch the news. I don't want to bring that into my kind of life. I'm, you know, in the podcast and doing my presenting work and reading as many spiritual books as I possibly can, really, in this downtime. And just, you know, just to keep the light going and just to keep raising my own vibration, really, because it is so easy just to switch on the news and then you're down. And I don't yes, want and that. And something else that I talk about in the book, because um, many light workers and many empaths and sensitives, we don't watch the news right now. We're not chatting about the coronavirus at all. 
And yet, I, I got so many messages from people saying, I still feel like bogged down by whatever is going on. I feel the collective energy just really suppressing me. And that's because, now part four of the book is called Protect Your Light. And it's about energy protection. It's about how we protect our light so that we don't have attached to us other people's thoughts, emotions, and feelings and that prevent us from being authentically ourselves and therefore that prevent us from following a life purpose. And one of those types of energy attachments I talk about is collective thought patterns. Now, collective thought patterns manifest when a large group of people think a specific kind of thought or feel a specific kind of emotion consistently for a long period of time, which is what is going on right now. So many people around the world are feeling a specific negative emotion and, uh, and, and thinking specific negative thoughts that they manifest that into energetic clouds that I call collective thought patterns that linger over cities and around the world. And we can easily, because we're sensitive, tap into that, hook ourselves into that with our energetic cord and feed off of that negative energy. So that's why in the book I included meditations and processes we can use to clear our energy, shield ourselves, shield our light, so we can be protected on the way to following our life purpose. Otherwise, if we allow other energy attachments to attach to us, we're living other people's lives, we're thinking other people's thoughts, and we're feeling other people's emotions. Yeah, definitely. And that's why it's important to protect ourselves, you know, emotionally, spiritually, in every way forward, just so we can concentrate ourselves. I always say just kind of like give yourself a spiritual hug. That's what it's yes, about. Yes, that's what it's all about. Exactly. It is. So, George, who are your spiritual inspirations? I want to know that. Ooh, there have been many over the years, but the number one has been Louise Hay. Oh, beautiful. Like Louise Hay's work has completely transformed uh, my life when I read her first book, um, You Can Heal Your Life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I, I worked for Hay House for three years in London. Uh, it was a way for me to give back <laughs> to Louise <laughs> Hay's work in a way and all the authors that Hay House brought up that supported me. Another one that really supported me on my path, I feel, is, um, is Gabby Burns a more modern kind of teacher that helped me realize my, my dependency on other people and things for my own sense of happiness and support. Love that. So, of course, George, so when is Lightworkers Got to Work coming out? Do you know yet? Yes, it is coming out August 19th this year. And if uh, people go to georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork, then you get all the information about it and you can pre-order the book and then enter your receipt number in that link and that will give you access to a free two-hour live workshop with me called Life Purpose Bootcamp in which I will help you to uh, find and define your life purpose. It's going to be a live workshop happening August 2nd where I'll guide you through my proven formula and unicorn meditation to find exactly what your life purpose is. Oh, I love that. And we love the unicorns as well, George. We really, really do. I'm reading Callista's book at the moment, Unicorn Rising, and it's absolutely fabulous. I love it. She's a go-to person to go when it comes to unicorns. I love Callista. And you know I work with her as well. We have a course together called Elemental Healing Practitioner Course. She's a real deal. She is. She's a diamond. She is diamond. So, George, yourself, last question for you, my friend. You know, what do you want the listeners and the viewers to know about everything that's going on right now? I want people to know that, actually, I want to end this with a question. I want to ask, imagine what it would look like 
if you had a crystal clear definition of what your life purpose was and you knew when to surrender and when to take action towards your life purpose, how would you and the world be different if you showed up with this amount of clarity every single day? Just a rhetorical question for everybody to think. Love it, George. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much from myself and having you on the Keep It Spiritual show and podcast. It's been a dream, George. So thank you very much, sweetie. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. There we are. I hope you really enjoyed the beautiful George Lizos there. And of course, remember, you can find out anything about George in the description below. Remember, he's a singer as well. He's got a beautiful voice. Check him out on Facebook and all his socials. And of course, he's got his book out right now, which is called Be The Guru. And in August as well, he's got the beautiful Lightworkers Gotta Work. That's going to be out in August as well. Remember to follow me as well on Twitter at Chris C. Meredith and at Keep It Spirit Pod. Until next time, Remember to keep it spiritual and much love and light from me. See you later.